Welcome to a brand new year. Woohoo! The start of the year is often about endings and new beginnings. There's so much promise and potential at the beginning of the year. And there also can be a lot of stress and pressure. But that's for another podcast. Today, in honor of the new year, we're going back to the beginning, to the basics, to our ABCs. Yep, that's right. Today is all about the ABCs of weight loss. And trust me when I say that the foundation of weight loss is not in macros or calories or which diet you choose, because all diets work if you can do them for the rest of your life. No, my friend, the ABCs of weight loss is much deeper and much more important than that. It is a foundation that you can build on when life is going great and lean on when life is not going according to plan. It's a foundation that can last you a lifetime much longer than any diet. So, you ready to start the new year off by relearning our ABCs? Oh yeah, let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Happy New Year and welcome back. I am so grateful that you are here with me for year two of my podcast. This is officially the one year anniversary and so here we are embarking on a new year both in terms of my podcast and the annual year and a new year of goals and thinking about how you want to show up for yourself in this year. There's so much promise and potential at this time of year, and it's just awesome. And I'm so, so grateful that you are here. So this episode was inspired by my good friend, Todd Durkin. Shout out to Todd and the Impact Podcast. It's clear that uh, weight loss coaching is is definitely my thing because whatever I listen to, I hear it from a weight loss lens. If I'm listening to a business book, I'm thinking, ooh, that principle could apply to weight loss. If I'm listening to spiritual inspiration, I'm like, oh my gosh, that totally applies to weight loss. Heck, if I'm watching sports, I'm like, this is an analogy for weight loss. Everything comes back to weight loss for me. So yeah, anywho. Todd talked about the ABCs that leads to a D, and I wanted to share that with you from the perspective with the lens of weight loss. So let's dive in to our ABCs. A stands for attitude. How you talk to yourself is everything. It is so often that we get wrapped up in how I'm messing up and I'm, I'm not doing it right and I failed again. And that is broken thinking. It is so important to catch those old thoughts and turn them around. Now, it's not your fault. I mean, our brain's kind of default setting is to find problems. That's what we do. And so that's normal. But what you got to do is say, okay, it's normal that I would think like that. And how do I want to purposefully direct my thoughts to, to get going today? So I actually walked through um, a thought model with two of my clients recently, Um, And this kind of shows how it's so important to acknowledge and recognize your thoughts and then proactively, purposefully turn them to where you want to think. So 
One of my clients was thinking to herself, I constantly beat myself up. And she was saying, get your, to herself, get your stuff, quote unquote, together. And so let's, let's walk through that. She had the thought, get your, get your stuff together. Okay. She didn't say the word stuff, but we're keeping it clean here. That leads to the feeling of feeling defeated, frustrated, disillusioned, demoralized. She's thinking to herself, get your stuff together. That makes her feel demoralized. And when she's feeling demoralized, what actions does she take? Well, she eats more. She makes unrealistic, perfectionist kinds of plans. She doesn't end up taking actions on her goals because she's feeling demoralized. And what result does that create? It guarantees that she does not get her stuff together. And so it kind of creates this, this backwards loop that ends you, that keeps you stuck in the cycle. So noticing that thought, like get your stuff together is so crucial so that you can turn it around. And again, we are, we have a negativity bias as human beings. It is normal for us to have these negative thoughts. And also we're habituated for this over decades and there's social conditioning as well. So it's completely understandable why we do this. But I'm telling you, the way out of this negative spiral is not through more judgment. We already know where that path leads. We just mapped it out. It leads to eating more, making unrealistic perfectionist plans, and not taking action on your goals. So beating yourself up leads to the shame spiral of doom. We already know that's where judgment leads. So how about trying something new? What have you got to lose? All right. A is for attitude. B is for belief. Now, I definitely have had my share of experience with various diets and, and extreme workout programs. And I remember the ones that would ask you at the beginning, like, what's your why? And are you committed to the new you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And on the inside, I was like, maybe? Question mark? Because honestly, how can I expect myself to believe in myself when I have so much evidence of failure in the past? That feels like a big ask. And after a while, I'm just gaslighting myself. And frankly, that feels worse than cynicism. So I'll choose doubt. Thank you very much. So when I say that B stands for belief, I am not talking about that long-term belief and like, I believe I can lose all my weight. That is not what we're talking about here today. I am asking you, where can you trust yourself today in micro moments? Where can you show up for yourself? What do you believe you can do today in the next hour, in the tiniest little beliefs? It's also, where can you believe in the idea that you are making progress? How can you open up yourself to the idea that progress can look a lot of different ways? Progress can be making a plan and following it 25% of the time. If I didn't make a plan yesterday, that's still progress. Progress can be going to the McDonald's and ordering the medium fries instead of the large fries. Progress can be as simple as thinking about how I want to feel tomorrow versus blindly acting mindlessly. Progress can come in so many different ways. And so when I say that B stands for belief, this is not big belief. This is tiny belief. The tiny belief in the little things of where you can trust yourself today to do the little things and look for evidence of progress. So A stands for attitude. B stands for belief. C stands for consistency. Consistency is the unsung hero of weight loss. 
And I love to tell my clients, aim for consistent imperfection. That means have high expectations of, of being consistent. And even if you miss, miss a day, no big deal. Get back on it tomorrow. But aim for imperfection. Have low expectations of being perfect. Meaning, for example, if you're setting a goal to go for a walk for 30 minutes a day, have have a range. Like uh, if you get 30 minutes in a day, amazing. But allow a two-minute walk to count. So have low expectations for perfection and higher expectations for consistency. The key to getting better at consistency is four things. Ready? Number one, make it easier to start. Whatever it is that you're aiming for, lower the bar of success. Like make it easier to start. Instead of drinking 64 ounces of water, have one glass of water tomorrow. Have a glass of water when you wake up. Like make the goal so tiny and so small that your brain does not have the opportunity to be like, that's too hard. I, I just, I, I can't do that. Make the goal so small that you can be like, well, I could, I mean, that's easy enough. I could at least do that. I can walk to the mailbox. I can meditate for one minute. That's something that you can do. So make the goal really small. That makes it easier to start. Step two, make it easier to keep going. This is the part of consistency is like have a range of what success looks like. If you're aiming to walk 30 minutes a day, amazing, but still allow a two minute walk to be a win. If you're aiming to eat more vegetables each day, that's great. But, you know, allow a carrot to count. It doesn't have to be a massive salad each day. Make it easier to keep going by collecting those little wins along the way. Number three, make it easier to feel successful. So you do not get a grade for, you know, nailing the goal or failing the goal. It is, did I try? Yes, no. If I tried, you get credit. Like anytime you're asking yourself, do I get credit for this? The answer is yes. Make it easier to feel successful. Grade yourself on a curve. Those little wins fuel the engine of motivation. Progress is so key. And finally, the fourth key to making consistency work for you is make it easier to feel good. Give yourself a pat on the back. Keep a sticker chart. Believe me, I have sticker charts all over my house of things. Okay, they're check marks, but still. Of things that I am tracking so that I can say to my brain when it inevitably is like, this isn't working. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. I know my brain is going to give me those arguments. And so I have a chart of six months in a row where I'm like, see, okay, maybe not in a row, but like six months of days that I either did or did not try the thing that I'm working on, whether it's meditation or allowing an urge or working on my podcast, I have lots of check marks to show my brain. I am showing up. I am making progress. That's a win. Allow yourself to feel like you're winning. Give yourself a reward for the things that you are doing. So A stands for attitude, B stands for belief, and C stands for consistency. Those are the A, B, Cs of weight loss. If you talk to yourself better, if you believe in yourself and the little things you can do today, and if you are consistent, you consistently show up, your weight loss, your success is inevitable. All you have to do is just keep going. And why? Why does this matter? Because A, B, and C lead to D. D stands for dreams. Why do you want to lose weight in the first place? 
Yeah, the number on the scale would be nice. Sure, the gene size feels good, but eventually you get used to that. It's called hedonic adaptation. Our, our new excitement becomes our new normal. So that's, that's going to happen. What is it that it, you really want from your weight loss? One thing that I see over and over again is that so many women in particular, but some men, they, they're holding themselves back because the weight feels like it's getting in the way. I can't go on that vacation until I lose weight. I don't feel comfortable asking for a raise because my weight means I, can't, I don't have any self-discipline. So many different examples of how our weight holds us back. You know, lots of moms refuse or you know, feel uncomfortable being in the picture with their kids because of their weight. And yet one day their kids are going to grow up with no pictures of mom. We hold ourselves back because of what we weigh. And I say no more. You are here for a reason and you have a gift to share. You are meant to be here. You are meant to share your unique you-ness. Your dreams are like postcards from, the fu- from your future self, revealing what already exists in another time and space. And if they can find you in the past, then you can find them in the present. Your dreams are the whispers of your future self saying, come on, let's go. So much of becoming who we really are is shedding and unbecoming all the things that we somehow got sort of stuck with in our minds, those things that aren't us, those limiting beliefs. You know, there's there's a book out there by, uh, I think her name is Bronnie Ware, and it's called Regrets of the Dying. She was a hospice nurse. And you may have heard about this book, and she she worked for years with people who were dying. And she asked them, what do they regret? And the biggest regret was not that, you know, I wish I'd lost more weight, or I wish I had gotten the job. People say, I wish that I had lived my life on my terms, rather than living the life that somebody else wanted me to live. So what's the life you want to live on your terms? Think of it, all of us have this whisper in our soul that's constantly tugging at us, reminding us to remember who we are, to remember why we're here, that each of us is needed. We are each a piece of the puzzle. You know, if you've ever done a jigsaw puzzle, I love doing jigsaw puzzles, especially during football season to watch the football game in the background. And it's kind of my little pleasure. It's, It's sort of meditative, actually, but I love doing jigsaw puzzles. And you know, if you've ever done a puzzle, that if you finish it, but there's one piece missing, it's like, oh, it's almost like the whole effort, like that wasn't exactly wasted, but it's very incomplete. And each of us is like a puzzle piece. Every single piece is needed. There are no extra pieces. And not only that, you need that weirdly shaped one with the weird kind of curves around the end. That's you. Your uniqueness is not a weird thing that you need to get over or change about you. It is important. It is needed exactly the way you are. You know, I I learned a long time ago that my, I I grew up kind of feeling embarrassed of my natural tendency to be very cheesy and lovey. Like, you know, I I can weave together some cheesy words like a, a masterpiece, a work of art. And in, you know, high school and college, my timing wasn't great. And I would 
you know, spew out some some gooey loviness to friends and they would maybe not receive it so great and perhaps tease me a little bit and I would get embarrassed and my little soft underbelly would get hurt. And so I learned to hide. I learned to stamp down that natural tendency in me. And I was very fortunate to come across some colleagues and friends who appreciated that natural part of me. And it helped me realize that maybe my weirdness is not a flaw. It's not something to be embarrassed about. Maybe it's my superpower. And maybe what is weird about you, what is quirky about you, is not something to change. It's not something to be embarrassed about. You're not too much. You're not too loud. You're not too emotional. That is your superpower. That is part of why you're here. We need you. Happiness is not found in money or things or a number on the scale or a gene size. Happiness is found in purpose. And each of us has unique gifts. Each of us is that puzzle piece. We each have talents in ways that uniquely help others. What's yours? What's that thing about you that is just sort of naturally innate? You can't help but do it. You can't help but be it. There's a reason for it. We are each a piece of the puzzle that is needed to make the world whole. And there is a piece of each of us that knows that. And so every day that goes by, that we don't feel like we're walking in purpose, that we're not playing full out, that we're not being ourselves, is there's a sadness from not being fully expressed and fully contributing to the world. And so you may be thinking that your weight is holding you back from shining your light, or maybe you're thinking you're not enough. Well, that's a big old lie. You were enough the day you were born. Nothing can take that away. Your light is already there inside you. Only you can hold you back from being you and sharing who you are in the world. Sharing and shining your light is less about finding it and more about revealing it, letting go of those dark negative limiting beliefs that hold you back. Just Let go and let yourself be you and shine. You know, I talk about this at the end and the conclusion of my book because it just was so important to me and it's it's really my favorite chapter in the whole book. And so if you'll allow me, I want to kind of summarize it here a little bit in in the the conclusion of my book is called The Golden Buddha. And there's this is a real story. There's a a Buddha that was uh, you know, Buddha statue that was made of gold. And for you know reasons to protect the treasure, monks put uh, mud and clay on top of it to hide its true nature. And um, the invaders killed off the monks. Nobody really knew that there was this statue of gold underneath the clay on the outside. Um, 200 years pass, and then some uh, workers are moving the statue, and it falls, and it cracks. And somebody noticed this light shining out from the crack. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, there's uh, this gold underneath, it's made of solid gold underneath this kind of covering of clay and mud. And just like the golden Buddha, you already have that light within you. So many of my clients just want to feel confident and be able to love themselves for who they are. And the truth is that love and worthiness it's already inside you. It is closer than you think. You were born as a spiritual being into a human body. 
And you came out of the womb fascinated by your fingers and your toes and the amazing things your body could do. You knew you were worthy simply by existing. However, as you grew and you internalized the messages from your environment, you added layer upon layer of clay and mud over the golden Buddha inside you within yourself. But instead of mud, you use limiting stories and negative beliefs to cover up your light. And eventually, you became so covered in clay that you forgot your true beauty and magnificence of who you are underneath. The key to rediscovering your own golden Buddha and genuinely loving yourself is to first realize that what you seek is already within you. It is not in the number on the scale. It is not in somebody else telling you you're worthy. You need to receive it for yourself. Your work is to gradually chip away all that clay and limiting stories and limiting beliefs from the outside world. So little by little, as you let go of those heavy stories, you begin to let your inner light shine. How can you look for the light within you today? By examining and chipping away those limiting stories that might be covering up your innate magnificence. You have a gift worth giving. Don't wait. Don't sleep on your dreams. The world needs what only you can give us. Don't keep waiting to live your life until that moment when you finally lose the weight and feel like you can do the things you want to do. Do them now. Live now. Be 100% fully, gorgeously you now. You deserve it. Remind yourself every day, I have a gift worth giving. My voice was meant to be heard. This life is a gift and it's meant for living, not for waiting. And I choose to be 100% imperfectly me today. Don't wait. We are counting on you. You are a miracle. (sighs) So as we embark on this new year, remember, love yourself. Let's make 2024 the year. This is the year that we step into loving ourselves fully, truly, the messy parts, the shameful parts, the tender parts, all of it. Love yourself because that's the whole game, baby. It's why we're here. And it's the key that unlocks everything else. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I can't wait for what 2024 has in store. That's what I've got for you today. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.